You're listening to a download from the outdoorstation.co.uk. Number five, four, two. Hello and welcome back to the Outdoor Station. This is a continuation of the recycled 2006 10-part TGO Challenge series, which for some reason is missing from the current listing. Sadly, certain voices you hear, such as Andy Howell, Steve Perry and a few others, are no longer with us. 2006 seems like a long time ago now, However, although equipment that people use may have changed, the spirit, the emotion and the adventure the challenge represents will always remain the same. So for those who like long distance trail diaries, enjoy. Hi, I'm Lorraine McCall and you're listening to Podcast Bob on his long trek across Scotland. Brace yourselves. Backpackinglight.co.uk The UK's first outdoor podcasting show. Minimum weight. Maximum fun. Hello and welcome to this special Backpacking Light podcast 10-part series recorded as part of the 2006 TGO Challenge, sponsored by The Great Outdoors magazine and Berghaus. For those of you who don't know, the TGO Challenge is an organised walk which takes place in May of each year, from the west coast to the east coast of Scotland, which is approximately 200 miles. Set up in 1980, the framework and principle is totally unique. It isn't a race or a competition of any kind. The object is to foster good fellowship among walkers within the framework of a challenging expedition. The start consists of 12 sign-out locations on the west coast, from Torridon in the north down to Ardashaig in the south, and each challenger, solo or group, makes their way via a high route, low route or mixture of the two across Scotland to finish anywhere between Arbroath and Fraserburgh on the east coast. There's a set two-week window to do this in, and each participant submits their route for inspection prior to departure for safety and advice reasons. The places, however, are limited to 300, and details about the event, if you're interested, and entry forms and past diaries can be found in the October issue of TGO magazine. Each participant makes the challenge as easy or as hard as they wish. The extremes can be a solitary, remote route, sometimes not seeing another person for days on end, or a route which takes in the many social events, perhaps using established accommodation all the way. Most people do a mixture of the two in different forms. This year, I undertook the crossing with my wife Rose, from Lakailot to Dunatar Castle. As we went, I recorded this audio diary to try and capture the atmosphere and to share our experience and those of the many people we met en route. The 2006 TGO Challenge, Part 3. Sunday the 16th sees Shirley, Rose and I part company with the rest at Kingbreak Body and take the Deerstalkers track up Garish on a dull overcast day. After taking photos on the top and having a snack, we start to make our way down when disaster strikes. 
Shirley, sadly, takes a nasty fall, and we suspect she's cracked a rib on the vertical rocky section. You can hear how the day ends in much relief at the Tom Doon Hotel, a distance of 217 kilometres, a climb of 1,033 metres and a descent of 1,085. It was a long day. The following day, on Monday the 17th, well, it happens to be our wedding anniversary and proves to be an equally long day of 30 kilometres, a climb of 507 metres and a descent of 619, which takes us through the Glengarry Forest via Invergarry down to Fort Augustus. Here we enjoy a good night and the company of Trevor Fellows and John Round sitting at the next table. They're not challengers, but they are a couple of guys doing the Great Glen Way. But first, let's get back to our climb up Gerich. Well, last night in the body, it was a bit of fun. Um, we all gathered around to cook our various meals and chatted by the fire. Got an upstairs sleeping platform and a fire, which is quite cosy for the guys that stayed in there. And we were sitting around the table, chewing the fat, and all of a sudden Lorraine's brand new sandals caught fire because they were too close to the, to the fireplace and a bit of uh, lit paper fell on them, I think. And then uh, she discovered she had a tick. So Shirley, being fascinated with creatures, instantly leapt for a camera to take pictures, while uh, Steve heroically leapt with a pair of tweezers to, to yank it out. Uh, so that was quite, uh, quite interesting. Then I was glad to produce and share our uh, podcast brick that we had brought with us from home, that being a cake that Rose had left me to take out the oven uh, when she went out one evening but I was too busy podcasting and it was slightly overdone uh, to the point which it took a little bit of cutting but it went down nice with a, a brew and a, a sip of whiskey uh, and the four of them stayed in the body which apparently was quite warm and uh, Rose and I and uh, the other couple, uh, so they, Gavin and Graham, uh, stay, camped outside. But it was a beautiful night, very quiet, very still. That is the beauty with this place. So, plan of action today is to get over the top of here, which we're almost there now. Head down the other side to, along the East Ridge, down to Tom Doon, and then play it by ear. It sounds like most people are making up again at... Uh, Tom Doon bunkhouse or the hotel and uh, we'll see if they've got any spaces at the bunkhouse if not if we can camp and failing that we'll just wander on for a bit longer and bed down for the night somewhere so this is uh, day three a Sunday on the top of Gary a still as you could possibly believe. Odd patches of snow. And apart from my heartbeat and the breathing and the creak of the rucksack, absolutely no sound whatsoever.
Well, it just goes to show you how things can change in a very short period of time. Uh, the last uh, bit I added to the diary is at uh, getting close to the top of Gerich. Uh, at 919 metres. Everything was going well at the Deer Stalkers Path. And we met a few people on the top, had a bit of a chat, before heading down the rocky section, heading east towards the forest. Well, it was all going so well. Rose and I were wandering down in front of Shirley, and uh, Rose mentioned she'd heard a faint call. Uh, Shirley was calling our name. I was sure she was on the phone chatting to somebody because she was behind taking a photograph. But no, she insisted she heard something. So we uh, dumped our packs and we went back to make sure everything was okay. Sadly, we found Shirley face down on the uh, slope, uh, not in the best of health. Uh, she had uh, broken some ribs uh, sometime in the past and she recognised the pain. She had somehow stumbled and fallen, complete with pack, down the rocky section and wasn't in a very good way at all. Anyway, we uh, administered as much first aid as we could, uh, made some key decisions. She felt she could carry on and at least uh, get to the bottom of the steep section before making a, a major decision. So we uh, dumped the bag, um, I assisted her down, and Rose went up and down the, uh, the rock face several times, shifting rucksacks to get everybody down to the level section uh, before we could assess the, uh, the, the damage. We got Shirley into some painkillers, uh, and she was obviously in a very, very uh, painful, uncomfortable way, um, and she actually, in fact, uh, fainted at one stage, so we were in touch and go whether we would call in the, uh, the air rescue. Anyway, she insisted on carrying on that she was okay, so we uh, then uh, continued uh, all the way heading for the head of the reservoir, which wasn't where we initially intended to go, um, but it was the best option, and we also, coincidentally, had met another walker who was just behind us, um, who sort of caught up with us at the, at the stage of the um, incident and offered to give us a lift uh, wherever we wanted to go, which was very good of him. And that's just exactly what happened. The next uh, four, four and a half hours it took us to get down, we very carefully and painstakingly um, uh, aided uh, P. Wiglet to uh, get down that track. Uh, she was in a lot of pain. Every stumble, every step, every tumble, every bog was excruciatingly painful and we had to stop many times, as anybody who's broken or cracked ribs will know, uh, Steve Perry included. Um... So we eventually made it down to the uh, the dam. Uh, thankfully, the uh, the uh, hiker Paul was there offering his services, and uh, he ran us down to the Tom Doon Hotel, which wasn't where we intended to be this this evening. I have to say, but it wasn't a big problem. Um, and thankfully, the Tom Doon Hotel were very good. They got space for Shirley, so she was uh, taken in and sorted. And we decided to rather than camp the night because we were fairly tired from the uh, the stress of the day, we decided to use the bunkhouse. Well, for future reference, the bunkhouse is a little bit basic, a little bit better than a body, but not much. But having said that, uh, we've had a fantastic meal in the hotel, which, uh, which Shirley uh, insisted on treating us to, uh, which was um, gorgeous uh, garlic soup, followed by langoustines, which are to die for. And we've come back after a couple of bevies into the bunkhouse and things aren't so bad because, as you can probably hear, I've got a little roaring fire going in the background. 
So we're settling down now to a couple of uh, candles lit in the room, a roaring fire, uh, a day's adventure behind us. Uh, obviously, we've let control know exactly what's been going on, and we've met various other challengers here, all of which have been very sympathetic to uh, to Shirley's condition. And she heroically is insisting that she wants to carry on, but we'll wait until tomorrow until we get the uh, the full update on that score. So that's pretty well us on uh, Sunday evening. Uh, a bit of an adventurous day, a total of 975 metres climbed. Um, it's taken us far longer than we anticipated, but um, at least at the end of the day, it's a, it's a happy ending to something which could have turned uh, even more serious than it initially appeared to be, I have to say. And it's it's not the uh, not the nicest place to fall down, I have to say. And it does uh, it does bring to mind, as we've mentioned on several times during the day, just how incredible it was that uh, Steve Perry did his Winterman road trip in the conditions that he did it in solo. Because if you know, as it happened to him, he cracked some ribs on a fall. He had to sort himself out, and uh, it just goes to show you that it was it wasn't a bad day weather-wise today. We were very lucky, but uh, in winter conditions, it would have been another thing completely. <laughs> Fifteenth, um, we've just emerged from the uh, the bunkhouse after a uh, okay night, I suppose. Uh, the fire made a big difference in there, made it a bit more cosy. Uh, but just before we uh, tucked in for the night, Rose found a tick on her, so we uh, set about removing that uh, with a pair of tweezers and uh, a little bit of love and affection. And then we found another twenty-four, uh, which um, made her for an entertaining half an hour. Hunting all over her body, finding these things. She seemed to be infested with them. Uh, thankfully, when uh, the favour was returned, not one was found on me. I've been bitten a lot by by uh, mosses or whatever. But uh, so far, I'm, I'm tick-free, which is uh, rather pleasing. Anyway, the cloud is quite low today. Uh, probably a couple of hundred metres, I'd think. Uh, there's a steady, light drizzle. Uh, everything is still beautifully, lusciously green. Uh, the Tom Doon Hotel is uh, quite an interesting little uh, exercise. Uh, sort of work in progress, I think, is basically the best way to describe it. Uh, everything is sort of half done and left lying around. But the food's excellent and the, uh, the atmosphere it creates is there. It's quite nice and the, certainly the, uh, the fireplaces and stuff are lovely. Um, but... Uh, just looking forward to the uh, start of our anniversary day, which involves walking uh, 10, 15 miles down to Fort Augustus, probably through the uh, the forest streets. We decided to change our route a bit today. Uh, hopefully we'll see how Shirley is uh, when she gets up and uh, get her sorted if we can. 
uh, then head out and head down to Fort Augustus for a night of pampering. And that means hot and cold water. But we'll fill you in as we go through the day and uh, obviously chat with anybody else we meet en route. Well, what a difference half an hour or so can make. Um, the uh, hotel have uh, offered us all the people in the bunkhouse to have a, uh, a bath, should we desire. And I think everybody's taking them up on it. Oh, what a difference. Bit of warm water, no matter what colour it is. Orange like, water goes down fine when you need a wash. Yeah, I was just thinking, we haven't really had a, probably a wash for, what, three, four days now? Mm, don't talk too loud, the pack sort of reeks a little. Does it? Well, I can't smell it. That's the, one of the advantages of a blocked nose. Um, so, uh, yeah, everything is much better with the world. So I'm going to try and track down Shirley now. I think I saw her having a breakfast and uh, just see how she is this morning. But uh, I'm feeling clean and fit and raring to go. How about you? Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> Every freckle I kept looking at thinking, is that a tick he's missed? But uh, apart from that, no. Well, you'd be glad to know that um, during my bath I've, I discovered that, in fact, I wasn't tick immune. <laughs> I've got several for you to, uh, to pull out, so we'll get down and share that moment, shall we? I think we should. Happy anniversary, darling. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> So we left uh, Tom Doon Hotel this morning after checking with Shirley that she was okay and she'd slept uh, fairly well under the circumstances. Um, she's uh, making arrangements to uh, to get down to the next stop point at Fort Augustus and, and seek medical attention, which was uh, reassuring. But she seemed brighter in herself and certainly, although she was obviously in pain and discomfort, she seemed uh, confident that she wanted to battle on in some way. So today we'll, we'll make the difference. And when she's got some advice, I'm sure she'll know what she... What's the best thing to do? Um, Rose, I and, uh, and Tony, uh, Tony Hardman, we uh, set off and thought we'd uh, go down the road a bit and then cross over the bridge and go through the forest where there's a bit of logging work going on. Um, so we've been diverted through a few paths um, and uh, we're just getting uh, out of the forest now, heading down towards um, uh, Inveree. Uh, where we perhaps hope to stop for a, a bite to eat, a bit of lunch perhaps, before making our way um, across country to uh, to Fort Augustus. We've yet to decide on on the route. It's changed a bit since since yesterday. It's been a pleasant uh, pleasant morning with Tony. Um, company always helps to pass the time. Uh, the weather's uh, it's just been a, a dull day really, but a sp- sprinkle of rain from time to time. Some beautiful streams and waterfalls we're just passing gorgeous of course weather like this brings out the greens uh, in the leaves and the new growth on the uh, the trees and it, everything just looks so luscious it's wonderful but it, uh, it's easy underfoot it's not too bad it's sort of a good shale solid road so it's not uh, not too uncomfortable and we've seen some hairy goos on the way uh, who just stand there and watch us go by which is quite nice uh, and uh, just basically knocking off the, the K's to, uh, to get down to the main road. I can see we're almost there now. I can hear traffic in the distance. The sound of civilization. Uh, so we'll be down there shortly. So uh, that's a, just a brief update, really, as to uh, where we are and what we're doing. 
Uh, Tony's heading round to Lagan today. I'm not too sure where he's going after that. We said he'd go up the, uh, the Fairy Glen after that. Uh, and we'll probably go, go up the Coriac Pass uh, tomorrow after uh, a night of luxury. So, I'll catch up with you later. We got to Invergarry only to find the shop was closed. The cafe was now closed and a pub with no electricity. So we continued to the Bridge of Oich before the last long, lonely leg alongside the Caledonian Canal to Fort Augustus. We were really tired, very despondent and very, very footsore. So the fabulous wedding anniversary accommodation, the Nairu Lodge, lifted our spirits like you would not believe. So once refreshed, we set off to the Lochside Inn for a wedding anniversary slap-up meal of fish and chips. Yes, I know how to treat a girl. As we were waiting for our meal, we got chatting to two guys on the next table, Trevor Fellows and John Round. And although they weren't challengers, they obviously enjoyed their walking. Yeah, we're doing the Great Glenway, which is uh, Fort William to Inverness. And it's 73 miles, and we're doing it over five days. Um, we started off at Fort William, did about ten and a half to Gerlocker, and we just finished the second leg, which is about 22 miles. So um, we are not carrying our bags. <laughs> we've uh, we've decided, well, we decided some time ago on long-distance paths where there was a courier service would use it. And, and, we, and that's what we're doing this time. We, we carry a day sack and uh, that just the, just the essentials, which is uh, dryer gear, we're waterproofs and um, and water and food. And so that's what we tend to do. Just, just the basics. But yeah. you're getting the pleasure out of it. You're, getting, you're enjoying it. Absolutely, yeah. It's more pleasurable in a way uh, because it's, uh, it, as John always says, it's a great phrase he uses, it should be enjoyed and not endured. Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. and we're finding that um, uh, by not having to carry the heavy weights, then, you know, you can enjoy it a lot more. Okay. Now, you've, you've done the West Highland Way before, haven't you? We've done it twice, yeah. We did it in 1998 and in 2005. It's a real hooli every night. Uh, you meet, we've met so many interesting people. We've met people from Australia, America, Canada, Germany, Norway, just walk, walking the West Island. There's so many people travel to this country to do the, particularly the walks in the Lake District in England and the West Island Way in Scotland. It's, it's got an immense amount of fans, as it were. Do you, when you did the West Highland Way, then, were you were you doing it sort of traditional, the whole hog with a full backpacking kit, or were you doing it the same way, sort of lightweight? The first time we had a full... We carried everything. We still stayed in B&Bs, but we carried everything all our night gear to go out in the evenings. So it was uh, 70 litre packs we carried, and now uh, the second time we use couriers, and we're doing down to 25 litre rucksacks. So it is, it is much better. So when you when you go out during the day, then I mean, uh, what what are the things that really um, you get, gives you maximum pleasure? Is it the is it the views or just taking your time and not you know not having to worry about the, the load sort of thing? Yeah, no, it's it's not so much the, uh, the the worrying about the load. I think that that does add to it. But it, there's certainly the views and and the fact that you can do it. You know, the fact.
fact is, you know, you're, you're pushing yourselves uh, and at the same time having a holiday and at the same time meeting people. You know, it's not... Um, it, it, it's... You shouldn't. Well, I, well, we believe that you shouldn't just get your head down and go. You know, you should sort of take in where you are and what you, you know, what's what's around you. And as I say, you know, you meet some fabulous people. So, it's um, it, it's the, the the light of the pack or the lightweight pack has has, has helped us uh, maybe concentrate a bit more and, on on what's around you rather than uh, just getting your head down and and as I say, you know, just be being a chore. Yeah. Which is what you don't want. No, absolutely. There's no point in that. So is it is it um, this time of year, May time of year? Is this a regular thing you two guys get away with, and it's yeah, a regular yeah. holiday? Get, get away with is exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, we're allowed uh, a week away together, and uh, we make the most of it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so how many years have you been doing this for? Probably best part of ten years. Best part of ten years. To, yeah, we've done walking in Ireland, Scotland, Wales. England. Really. We haven't done any abroad yet, have we? We haven't been abroad. But uh, it's uh, when we get the week a year away together on a long distance walk. Uh, and apart from that, we, we try and go out most uh, months. There's uh, places near where we live in the Midlands and we get uh, out to places like Church Street, which is a lot of peaks, the Peak District. So we can get away. We try to get away maybe once a month, just one day a month to keep yourself fit. And, uh, and the, and the type of sort of walks and, and uh, backpacking you do then is, is like this, using a local hostelry rather than camping and that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah. It is, yes, it is, yeah, yeah. It's, um, I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's the fact that we like a bit of luxury and a bit of comfort. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. I uh, think it is an age thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my 60s now, so I'm not going to perhaps have the, uh, the wherewithal as I had, you know, 20 years ago to do. But it's still... There's, there's ple- people... We've walked with people who are well in the 70s and... There was a couple of old, of old guys we met on the coast of coast who... Uh, that was a wonderful tale, this guy. He was well in his 70s, wasn't he? And he was walking with a, a friend back to Blacksail Youth Hostel uh, in the Lake District where he first met his wife, of, who passed away, and he'd met her about 50 years previous at that point, and he made a bit of a pilgrimage to there. And you do you meet so many interesting people with tales to tell. Mm. Last year we walked with police inspectors, special branch, a girl from special um, branch, a professor from Liverpool University, doctor. We were the most interesting people there. <laughs> <laughs> so you've obviously, uh, you, you know, you've walked in, as you say, Wales, Scotland and, uh, and Ireland, so presumably uh, England as well, because obviously I, I gather from your accent you're, you're Midlands guys. Um, how, do, how do the three uh, the three countries compare? The, the, that, what's, what's it like walking in Ireland, for example? Example. It was good. It was. We went. Uh, we did uh, the Ringa Kerry and McGillicuddy's Reeks and. Um uh, okay. oh, no, yeah, 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 the corner, uh, the, the dingle, around that, yeah. And I, I mean, it's beautiful, fabulous walks. Um, and they, I mean, I, I think, I think, I mean, John's always said, you know, it's a pity life isn't like people on on the walks. So because you know they all look out for one another. You know, if you've like, yeah. met some guys today, one got blisters, so we gave him some stuff. And, and and we've we've had the same. Thing, you know. It's it's, it's a, people look out. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're from. You know, people tend to just stop and uh, and help you, and you meet up with them in a pub, and everything is equal. You know, you just got one goal, and that's to get to the other end unscathed if you can. And you, we've had some fabulous times in uh, in in you know at night. I mean, the walking the walking's fabulous, and that is. But you know, the, to have you know to meet up at night and have and swap stories and have the crack, you know, is is, is fantastic. It's going home is the problem, isn't it? Really? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But we only get a week, so we've got to go home. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, we've just got back from the pub um, in uh, Fort Augustus, and we've uh, about to settle down in the Nye Rue Lodge, which is a, a lovely uh, guest house in uh, Fort Augustus. Should anybody want to uh, to look for one, uh, very very welcoming hosts. Um, but we've had a fantastic, fantastic meal uh, down at the Lockside Inn, uh, which was uh, which specialise in in seafood meals. Uh, and we just had something simple like uh, haddock and chips, but oh, it was just bliss. Whether it was bliss because we've spent four days away from some really decent cooked food, or or it was actually just perfect, I don't know. But really, to be honest, we don't care. It was fabulous. Um, we've uh, bumped into Shirley. Uh, we went to the body next door, which was uh, another pub, and uh, we bumped into Shirley there along with um, Graham and Gavin and caught up with her antics today, and uh, lo and behold, she had managed to struggle on down the road um, with this uh, injured rib from Tom Doon all the way to Fort Augustus. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So we may catch up with her tomorrow and see her on the Coriac Pass. Um, so that's about it, really. It's be, uh, been a bit of sort of an interesting day. It's been... Um, it's, it's, it, Several people have mentioned that the path down the side of the Caledonian Canal from Bridge of Oich down to um, Fort Augustus is a pain in the neck. And uh, it's true, because the wind comes whistling off Loch Ness and goes hurtling down the uh, canal, and it is a head-down, cold-chill, pound-on type of walk. Uh, it's a good, uh, what, 8k, uh, and it will take about uh, an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes um, and you're just battling against it all the way. So just be aware of that situation. It's a very um, very easy path. There's nothing uh, complicated, and it's certainly uh, very flat going all the way. It's just um, laboriously boring. Otherwise, it's been a fairly straightforward uh, day. We we got off the road uh, just after Invergarry, um, before we got down to the Bridge of Oich. There's a, there's a footpath that takes you through the, uh, the forest there, which actually is a lot safer than going down the main road. Um, I'm sorry, I mistaked Invergarry for Inverie earlier on. Do apologise. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean it's fairly laborious stuff, really. But it's either that or you head um, further west over some of the mountain range there, which can actually be fairly damp underfoot. Uh, so it's a it's a matter of choice. Uh, Invergarry was disappointing um, in the sense that uh, the cafe now is closed down. It's all been sort of. Uh, put to one side and there is a hotel there but the hotel is um, pretty um, unapproachable they, they tell you quite strictly to take your boots off outside walkers so if so you feel fairly unwelcome to say the least uh, although, although we were going to have some lunch there they actually had a, a problem with water so there was no staff on or anything um, and the other shops in the Invergarry area have all closed so the only place to, to get anything of, uh, of any interest was just round the corner at a petrol station, and that sells the usual petrol station fare. So um, once uh, the sandwiches and the uh, pork pies had disappeared, there wasn't uh, anything much of interest to eat. Um, so we left uh, we left Tony to, to go round to Lagan. Uh, we went down to the uh, Bridge of Oich, as I said, uh, and there's really nothing down there either. If you are in need of uh, some sustenance, there is a cafe which is actually on the, uh, the main A82. Um, uh, so you have to cross over the bridge over the Caled Caledonian Canal 
uh, and go half a mile down the road uh, and there's a cafe there but then you have to turn back to get back down to the pathway we shall take you down to Fort Augustus or of course you can um, backtrack off that and go through the uh, through the uh, forest uh, to take you down there but it can be a little bit um, misleading there's more paths than anything else so that brings to an end day four um, yes very interesting all going well uh, tomorrow I think it, we'll all settle into things really and uh, head up the pass uh, up General Wade's Road and we'll, um, we'll see how we get on when we get to the top and what decisions we make then This brings us to the end of part three In the next episode we head up the Corrieric Pass We chat with Shirley and find out exactly how the accident happened and Stefan Leyland tells us how he got conned into doing the challenge by his father Terry and we eventually arrive safely in Kungussi after a very stormy night. Hey, you're listening to One Man's Podcast Across Scotland to be continued very soon. Backpackinglight.co.uk Go lighter, go faster, go further. To subscribe to our show, please follow the instructions on our website or search for us in the iTunes directory. Thank you and good night. Oh, that was good. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To hear or see more from our extensive free library, please visit theoutdoorsstation.co.uk.